Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Do you have a joke? I do. Really? Yeah. It goes right. like this. Go. Bump. Banana. Banana. <laughs> back, back in back. back. <laughs> <laughs> this is a budget episode of the podcast. And last year, uh, they came out singing Back in Black about being in surplus. And mm. obviously, we are no longer in surplus. No. Um, so, that's the joke this week. Yeah. The yeah, economy. I, I, <laughs> Lee Sales was really pushing Fry, Josh Frydenberg on that. Oh, um, really? Yeah, in an interview last yeah. night. And uh, she was saying, you were claiming, you were claiming credit for a uh, surplus <laughs> that never uh, budget last year. <laughs> it didn't come to fruition. <laughs> he was very quick to change the topic. He would have been. Good joke, Dan. That is good. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, 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 uh, which was a big night for everybody. Uh, we're here to discuss the announcements mm. uh, as we know them, what's happened. Quick disclaimer, none of this has passed law. We say yeah, that every year we talk true. about the budget. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's very likely that most of it will pass very quickly. It should, it should. Um, so, our podcast exists to dispel the myths of running a business and the budget is a big part of that. <laughs> it's, it's a, a big a myth. myth. <laughs> it's a mythical place. Yeah. But as we said at the start last year, uh, it was back in black and that was yeah. a myth. No. Yeah. <laughs> we never got back in black, did we, Dan? No. Now we're actually going to go further in red than we've ever been before. In fairness to them, COVID, it's not their yeah. fault that no. they are further in red, but it is funny that they celebrated it so much before oh, they yeah. were even there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the big things that, that they're obviously going to be um, fighting over over the next few years, um, that they criticise Labor so much for the handling of the economy. Mm. Um, and you know, the stimulus that they released around the global financial crisis mm-hmm. and how it took them like a decade to try and repay that and get back to surplus. Yeah, and now we're in more debt than we've <laughs> ever been. <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're projecting almost a trillion dollars of government debt. I but think, I think I saw something up to a maximum of forty-four uh, percent debt to GDP ratio. Yes, which is very high. Mm. But um, there was an economist I can't remember his name. Fairly well-known dude, Jeremy Thorpe. No, no, we should get him on. Actually, we, mm. um, we keep saying that. And then we do. Oh, cool. Tim, apologies, Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> you are the joke this week. <laughs> Where's your professionalism? So, um, this economist said, because of the interest rates, our interest payment on that debt is actually going to be lower Mm. than what we've had in previous years. So, even though the debt is higher than it ever will be, the interest payments will be lower than we we have had. Yeah. So, so actually, it's not as concerning as as it really should be. And and I think the other part of it is, is if the economy recovers and grows, then if the debt amount stays exactly the same, and I've said this before then the debt to GDP mm. ratio goes down, goes down just because GDP went up. Yeah. yeah. And and it may look aggressive that the government is saying it's projecting 5% growth at some point next year. Mm. GDP growth of 5%. Mm. But here's the thing, Dan. 
that's just recapturing the loss, the loss. that yeah. we made. So actually, just that returning should happen. to normality. Yeah, 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 that that should happen, and that's what the economist said as well. Yeah. Um, so. This is what I don't like around budget time is it mm. gets caught up on deficit and surplus mm-hmm. and that stresses people out. It You're does. Like, oh, debt, deficit. No, we yeah. want to be in surplus. What Who you, cares? What you need to think about is how am, am I going day to day? How do I feel? How, what's my confidence like? Am yeah. I spending money? Are people spending money with me? Yeah. Uh, and if not, well, what is the government doing to help me with that? Yeah. Spend as much as you bloody need to spend. Yeah. <laughs> don't spend more than you need to spend yeah. because there's a, a few incentives. Mm. Don't go crazy. No. But also take advantage of things where they will suit you. Yeah. But like, I just, I just hate the media, how they jump all over the debt mm. and, and the deficit mm-hmm. increasing to record yeah. highs. Yeah. And it's fair enough because the Liberal government obviously made that made that a, a, a very a cornerstone of their yeah. their uh, the, the, fight the against the election campaign yeah. against Labor. So that's fair enough. Like hold them to account about yeah. what they said about Labor. Yeah, but don't stress people out over deficit. No, like, that is just stupid. Yeah, no, I I agree. It is um, it is interesting to see how Labor even going to come out about this. I I, I mm. did see. Um, and it, we're not a political podcast, but it, it is no. just interesting. Um, I did see uh, Anthony Albanese came out uh, mm. earlier in the week and said, uh, you know, people have expected that during this crisis, we go we with the government, we, we work together, we help, we create systems and we do what we need to do. And we've been doing that mm. um, from the budget onwards. Mm. You're going to see us now talking about our alternative. Mm, fair enough. So I think we will start to to see the political fighting happen again. Yeah. Um, now that there is some broad plan. Well, it's interesting. Like I saw the shadow minister for finance. Mm. I forget his name too, but um, he was talking about how um, there's like a million people missing out mm. altogether. Probably mm. people with the wrong visas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how they believe the JobKeeper should be extended even further mm. or that there should be no fixed end date yep. on it until we know what's happening. Yeah. It so, is, it is, it, I, I think that there is room to do that. If, if we get to March and the economy is worse than what they predicted, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't yeah, extend it. Yeah, either. And, mm. and I don't think there's any reason why they won't no. either. So, yeah, that's, those are the sort of things they'll be arguing about. Mm. Um so, yeah, and like the whole un- underpinning this mm. is that coronavirus has a vaccine by the end of next year. Well, potentially by the beginning of next year. Beginning of next year? Yeah. Is that what is... The, the They're aiming for <laughs> the vaccine to be developed. In three the, months. In three months' time. <laughs> I believe. I, I don't know if that's if wildly that's available to the public at that time, but I, I think what it is is... Kind to of have it developed. To have it developed by that point and, and then started to go out to people over the next six months kind of thing. Oh, I hope they know something I don't because <laughs> otherwise they're off the fucking head. Um, Tim? All right. What, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan Tim, how has your week been? It's been good. I go back from holidays. Yeah, we had a week off last week. I'm sure you all realized that. Yes. Feeling a bit more energetic and... Uh, nice. Yeah. No, it was a good time to... It's always good when you get away. You get to step back and assess whether or not you should uh, have certain co-hosts in your podcast, mm-hmm. uh, certain business partners. Yeah, and uh, and I decided to keep everything the same, Dan. So yeah, no, I congratulations. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I also uh, had a week off, 
just reassessed where I'm at, you know, where I'm at with my co-host and, and business. Yeah. Partner. I just, I'm just going to change it up. It's going to change <laughs> oh, it up. Right. Is this my last episode? <laughs> yeah. So, well, signing let's off. Just, uh, celebrate Tim yeah. for everything you've contributed. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, thanks. No worries. Thanks, I Tim. A, hey, All right. it's a weight off my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it. I, I can reach too. your mute button <laughs> as well. All right. I'm choosing not to do that. Yeah. For the sake of the listeners. You're taking the high road. I am. Mm. Um, business update this week, Tim. I've got one for you. It's not really a business update. Is it the budget? Uh, no, I think our whole episode is going to be a business <laughs> update. But this is just interesting news in the world. Right. Um, obviously, we are like three weeks away or so, four weeks away from the US election. Really? Is that all? Yeah. And, and wow. things are, are hottening up over there. Trump Donald got- Trump has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the, so... Um, there's a few like thoughts on this. Some people are like, mm. yes, he's got COVID. And, but I'm kind of like, I've heard a few things which I agree with. Mm. Is this a tactical COVID? I don't think so. Because, don't think so? Because what I, cause I, I listened to a, a US politics podcast sometimes okay. and, and they, they were kind of saying, yes, he got COVID. Clearly, this looks bad on him because, you know, he's been you know, rubbishing everyone that wears a mask. He's been right. opening up the economy. He's been basically saying COVID's nothing. Don't yeah. worry about yeah. it. Get out and live your life kind of thing. Yeah. And even like people in the White House that wore a mask, apparently internally, he'd like berate them for doing it. Really? And like all sorts of stuff like that. Whoa. Anyway, um, so they were saying now he's got it. If he turned around at that point and said, listen, this is more serious than yeah. I thought. I was wrong. Wear a mask. Everyone do the right thing. Yeah then potentially that could look good on him. Yeah. But the first thing he's done, I don't know if you saw this, is because he actually, he had to go to hospital. Yeah. Because apparently it was worse than what they were putting on. He Uh, went to hospital and they're throwing all these drugs and stuff at him. Oh my God. And he tweeted something about, um, I feel better than I have in 20 years (laughs) and COVID's not that bad and like, don't be afraid of it and Uh, all these things. He's He's just gone the opposite. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, okay, well, he could have turned this into something maybe, but he didn't. Is it like potentially strategic though, so that he doesn't have to do any more debates because he yeah. is pretty bad on that debate, I hear. I believe so. Um, they don't know if that's not going ahead yet. Like uh, the vice presidential debate I heard is this week and okay. it's still going ahead. So I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Anyway, that's just interesting news because who knows what will happen to the economy you know, as much as we don't like to admit it, the US is, is a powerhouse yeah, in, yeah. in you know in the world, and things that they do affect the global economy. So, definitely, definitely. Um, if things drastically change over there with mm. the change in government, yeah. potentially we could see an overflow to here. Who knows? Mm, could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, business update. I have a tight ass tip. Tim. Yeah, good, Dan. Yeah. All right, far away. Dan's dollar savers. Uh, yep. I was listening to a book that's going to be my other thing. Um, yep, and a tight ass tip that he gave is in Australia, mm-hmm. um, our lowest physical amount of money is, is a five cent coin. Yep. Yes. yes. Uh, we no longer have one or two cent coins, but our pricing system is still in cents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so you could charge 52 cents. You could charge 52 cents for an item or 57 cents for an or item. $4.99. $4.99, right? Yeah. Now, Even though you physically can't pay for that in cash. Correct. You yeah. can't. So, what happens is, is they round that up. If, if you go to a store and it's $4.99, you pay $5 yep. for that item in cash. Um, but if you use card, assuming you don't get charged a fee to use card, mm. uh, you pay $4.99. Yeah. Now, 
let's pretend, Tim, that this item here was actually four dollars ninety-seven. Mm, yes. If you used cash, mm. that rounds down to four dollars yep. ninety-five, and you've saved two cents. How good's that? So the Dan dollar savers that I've ripped off is when it rounds down, use cash. Yep. When it rounds up, use card. Use card. I like it, Dan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. This could save you dollars. Absolute dollars. So it many dollars. literally is Dan's dollars savers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it could save you a couple of cents per transaction. Think how many transactions you do a week, Tim. One could argue this could save you more than some of my other <laughs> tight-ass tips. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Or, and roughly the same as many others. When used in conjunction, conjunction with some mm. of my other tight-ass tips, this mm. could save you dollars. As I've said, Tim... <laughs> I do want to get a spreadsheet going where we keep track of how much you can save in a year with each of each of these Tim's Tidus tips and Dan's dollars. All right. I've got something to add on to that, Dan. Yeah. And right. and this is also a Tidus tip mm-hmm. that I've just thought of. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of places that now when you tap are starting to charge surcharge. Yeah. And this is obviously COVID related. I mean, they're, they're tightening their, sh- their shoestrings. Yep. Is that what it is? Short strings? Shoestrings. Pants strings. They're tightening the belt. They're tightening the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once. Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice. You ain't gonna fool me again. <laughs> yeah. So um. Uh. So yeah. Don't pay with uh, tap mm. if they're charging. You realize, yeah, yeah, they're gonna charge you a surcharge. Put that card insert, in. Insert. Insert the card. My problem is, is that I rarely carry a wallet anymore. I just use my phone. And you can't insert your phone. Can't insert your Ooh, phone. Oh, there's a little flaw in the Apple wallet. Mm-hmm. Apple Pay. There is. Yes. And so that will probably cost you like a good 20 cents. Yeah. That's what it is. It's probably like 0.02%. Mm. So if you're spending 10 bucks, mm. it's 20, 20 cents. My other plan, uh, uh, dollar, Dan's Dollar Savers, to add on to your Tim Stardust tip, which added on to my Dan's Dollar Savers, <laughs> is boycott anyone that surcharges you for using an Apple Wallet. <laughs> I agree. So, some of my favorite cafes now are now doing it. And it's, it's, it's annoying. I've become... I've just had to accept it, Dan. Yeah, it is what it is, Tim. Mm. All right. Uh, let's move on to our main topic today. Uh, this is the federal budget that was announced mm. last night. Uh, we're going to play a clip that we recorded yesterday um, with our predictions yep. and just see whether or not we were right. Tim. Hey, Dan. What are your predictions? <laughs> are we back in black? Are we, you know, uh, red? I, I think green. Get, okay, so we're talking budget. We're talking what we think is going to ha- be announced in tonight's budget, right? Yep, correct. Well, I think there's going to be about half an hour of dribble about how good the government has handled COVID <laughs> so far. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a big speech. Fry will get up. And, oh yeah, and he'll be like, he'll say, "We've saved six million jobs. X X amount of jobs. Not the saved, employment rate created. Created. Actually. They've yeah. created this many jobs. Yeah. Uh, they've paid this much so far. Yeah. To X." To people. the people, this yeah. ma- this many billions we've paid, kept the economy afloat, but we're not yeah. out of it, Tim. No, and this is unprecedented times. <laughs> yeah, and we're scrapping all future plans for being in the black. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the black's out. In the black's out. We're out the black. Yeah, out of the black. We're in. We're in the red. <laughs> yeah. It might be. They might categorize it as actually we're in the green, which is like. Green for going. We're getting the mm. economy going by yeah. spending a lot. Yeah. Um, my predictions, 
Yeah. We did a whole episode on the CPA's submission. Yeah. I don't know if any of those specific measures mm. will make it. Um, what I think will happen will be the proposed job cuts, uh, not job cuts, that will happen, the proposed <laughs> um, uh, tax cuts mm. for the individual rates, which were meant to happen over the next X amount of yep. years, so, will so, happen now. Okay, so there was meant to be tax cuts provided, yeah. which essentially make it $45,000 of income to $200,000 of income is the same tax bracket. Correct. So, you think they're going to shift that forward into the 2022 year? Or 2020... 2021. You think it's going to happen in it's, this financial year right now? There's been talk. Wow. It, th- there's been talk um, that the idea will be that it's going to be backdated to July wow. this year. That would be amazing. Yeah. Which will mean everyone in that tax bracket will get a you thousand know, bucks or something yeah. less tax, which cool. is good. Um, what about um, the middle income tax offset? Do you think they will increase that? or keep it or get rid of it? I think there is a chance that they could increase that. I think that is a way to do stimulus without calling it yeah. stimulus package like a yeah. like the Rudd government true. did, which they criticized heavily. True, I, true. I think there is a chance that they might do a one-off increase again true. of the middle income tax offset. Yeah. Um, obviously, JobKeeper and all those things are already happening, so yeah. they will include that in their budget. Will they announce any extra JobKeeper? I don't think so. I don't think JobKeeper will change. That's done. I don't, yeah, ends it much. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and Unless say there's any more. It's outbreaks. absolutely done. Out, oh, it's done at that right. point. Dan's positive. It's um, what I do think is they're going to increase things like infrastructure spending. And so here's that. what I'm almost certain mm. they will extend is the immediate asset write-off. Yeah. Do you think they will extend that? Yeah, because it's meant to finish in December, December. and then goes back to $1,000, I think. So it's, uh, is it 1000 Yeah. Or is it 30 No, I think it goes all the way back down really? to 1000 Yeah. See, I see them extending that yeah. for sure. They've extended it every year. Yeah. There's, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. I can't see that they would It works very well again. every time extending it because people yeah. see that it's ending soon, so they're like... Go and buy cars. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. So, yeah, uh, I think they will extend it, or they will say they will consider extending it, mm. and then extend it closer to the end of December. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Something like that, just to keep people guessing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right there. Do you think there will be a change to the company tax rate? Because mm. they've been wanting for a long time to get it down to twenty five. It's I currently twenty seven and a half. Was for it business. coming down this year anyway? Potentially, and then mm. and but the comp the everyone other than a base rate entity is thirty mm. percent. Yeah. Do you see them meddling with that right now? I could. I mm. could see them. I could see them lowering that. Mm. Um, it's interesting because base rate entities are now fifty million dollars of turnover or less. Mm. So if you have fifty million dollars of turnover or less, you're paying a, a small business tax mm-hmm. rate. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money to those big businesses. It is that's a lot of money. That's medium-sized business, really. Like, yeah, I agree to, with that. When you look at the old definition, mm. which was $2 million of turnover. Can you imagine that definition now? It just doesn't seem... That's not a small business. And what's funny is like the small business capital gains tax concessions. It's still they're still million. the lower yeah. amount. So, that's that. they should probably bring those into line. Mm. I don't think we'll see that in no. this budget. I think what we will see, Dan, is... Um, uh, potentially some stimulus for apprenticeships and mm. traineeships. Well, there already was that one that they announced right at the start of yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, do you think I they're think going, going to, to increase that? Uh, yeah, I read it somewhere. I can't mm. remember where, but 
I think there's going to be a lot more stimulus around creating jobs. Yeah. So and was, that's one way to do it. I was about to say, something that I'm interested in is there's a lot of incentives, obviously, to keep employees mm. right now. But there's been no incentives to hire no. employees. No. And even the that one... To e- even the change to JobKeeper, which allowed yeah. people who were hired before 1st of July to yeah. be eligible, yeah. happened well after that date. So, yeah. people weren't incentivized before then to no. actually go hire anybody. No. So, I wonder if there's going to be some type of incentive to actually take on employees. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, uh, I think there should be and mm. I think there will be. Mm. I'm just not sure if it's going to be wide-ranging enough. So, I think they will put it around apprenticeships and trainees. Mm-hmm. I think other than that, it's probably going to be more like state-based type yeah. things. So, I don't know. It's, it, that's, that's an area to watch. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully there is some cool things around that. It will be interesting. What else? I just had another one on the brain, which, uh, which is failing to reappear mm. presently. Do you have any other things, Dan, you think you might see? I think there will be some surprises that we didn't see coming. Ooh, that was the one. This, okay. So, what about commercial real estate? Could there be any support for commercial landlords? I don't... It's an area that's very alarming. Yeah, it is alarming. I don't think... It, it won't at least be a main part of the mm. budget. They won't announce it as in like, hey, look, the great thing we're doing. Yeah. Because really, the percentage of people out there who have commercial real estate are small. Mm. Um, even though... And when you think of wealthy people. Your super, your super funds and things mm. have a lot of commercial yeah. properties. So, definitely, definitely. Um, if they frame it in, we're going to save you retirement money, then, then yeah, potentially they could do it like that. Will we see anything around the accountant's exemption and financial advice? I hope so. Yeah. I don't know if that'll be in the budget, but, yeah. but they need to do something about yeah. that because people need advice more than ever right now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so go see a financial planner. But if there is... If they're not in the category where it's like yeah. they need to spend... Needing major advice. Major they advice. they have a lot of savings. There's no point super. the financial yeah. planner taking them on. Yeah. Um, there's no incentive for them to do that. Whereas yeah, an yeah. accountant already has that client. We yeah. can just provide a little bit of advice. Yeah. You know, We're not telling them to go buy this share or this no. thing. It's just here's some broad strategy about how to save some money in your super think, and whatever. I think that'd be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Offer some extra like middle gap qualification mm. or something like that which yeah. accountants could get to give the right advice to get them to the stage where they see a financial plan. great idea a little bridging course bridging course what else i think they're going to um unveil a huge number of government jobs yeah so we that was in the cpa submission yeah. that <clears throat> that one way to stimulate the economy was actually create jobs in government mm. which is the opposite of what they've tried to do yeah and for a you know liberal party government mm. their whole idea is small government yeah you know less restrictions less government intervention yeah um so a bigger government mm. um, interesting isn't quite in their wheelhouse but yeah. it is something that would stimulate, stimulate the economy the economy yeah mm. yeah yeah it's one of those budgets i'm very excited for dan because usually you're like well especially over the last few years they've been trying to um Get back into surplus. Mm. So, they've been cutting. Although, last year was a surprise budget, which we felt very much was an election budget. It was. Which was just throwing money yeah, definitely at people. That. Well, tonight's going to be like in the future. five times that. Yeah. So, um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So, uh, the next part of this episode you're going to hear is what actually happened. <laughs> and see if any of our predictions are correct. What I hope, Tim, this is what I hope, is yeah. that right now you're going to hear the... 
sound. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, we did not expect this major thing to happen. <laughs> I hope there are a few surprises. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's kind of like for an accountant or anyone just interested mm. in politics or like economics or financial things. Mm. This is Christmas. This is Christmas Eve mm. right now. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the final <laughs> countdown. This is almost as exciting <laughs> to me. As draft day for the <laughs> AFL. <laughs> this is. This is. Who's got number period. one pick? I think it's Jobs. Jobs has got the number one pick. Will they pick correctly though? I don't know. I think the government's traded their second and third pick to, uh, uh, I don't know, debt. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, it. I like it. All right. Well, let's move on to what actually happened. Mm. And there we go. There, that was our prediction. Uh, some of those came true. Yeah. Um, for instance, the uh, and we'll go into this in a bit more detail. But the flattening of or the bringing forward mm. of the tax cuts for individuals. Except they only brought forward stage two, not stage three, Dan. Yes. Those bastards. Yes. There is a stage three. Yeah, I'm trying which, to remember what actually happens in stage well, three. Well, it goes all the way through to 200. That's right. At the moment, it's only going to go to 120. Yeah. So the 200 one is still going to happen in what, like 2025? 2024 or something. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Um, yeah. We were also correct about um, uh, you had suggested that hopefully the middle income tax offset got increased. Yeah. It did get increased, but it did get extended. Yeah. So it wasn't meant to mm. be $1,000 still. Yeah. So they've kept that. That's good. So that's interesting. So what about the immediate write off? Yeah, that is, a, that is a large thing that is to chat that is, about. Yeah, we'll go into that one we soon. Predi- but we predicted they'd extend it. Yeah, we did. Which they did. When they absolutely did. Yeah. So, let's, let's dive into some of these things now. Let's start with individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as we said already, that they've brought forward the second phase of the uh, individual tax cuts that are mm. coming up. So, essentially what this means, and if you're not in Australia, forgive us for getting into the weeds here, but... Um, our tax rates are progressive. So, the more income you earn, the more tax you pay mm. over that bracket. Mm. Um, and there's, you know, f- five or six brackets. I saw a funny tweet actually yeah. around this topic mm. last night from a minister yeah. of parliament, an yeah. MP, yeah. which said, people who earn $45,000 will now be taxed the same as those who earn $120,000. That was the tweet. Mm. Misleading. Yeah. Extremely misleading. Yeah. No, they won't. No, they won't. No, it's a percentage because of your our, income. Yeah. Our taxation system is progressive. So, yeah. in the past, someone earning 120 for every dollar of income they earn would mm. pay more tax as a percentage. Yep. But now they'll just pay the same cents in the dollar of tax mm-hmm. as someone earning 45000 Correct. Yeah. So, what, what we're saying here is that they've increased the, um, the tax bracket um, which mm. so at the moment it's about eighteen thousand. You don't pay any tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was between eighteen and thirty-seven, I think roughly. Yeah. Um, you paid nineteen cents on the dollar. Um, they've increased that from thirty-seven to forty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So That's between great. eighteen thousand and forty-five thousand dollars, you're paying nineteen cents. That's really great. That's yeah. really good for self-employed people. Yeah. That exactly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm. yeah. So we can go into some things about that soon. Um, now what they've done though is from forty five thousand all the way up to one hundred and twenty now, which is a fairly big category. Mm. All of those people pay thirty two point five cents for each dollar in that bracket. Yeah, so you still pay the nineteen cents between eighteen and and forty five, but yeah. everything above forty five, you're paying thirty two point um, yeah. five up to one twenty. 
Yeah, exactly. And Which used from, to be yeah. something like 37 to 80. And yeah. this year it's 37 to 90. And yeah. then, well, now it's actually going to be 37 or well, 45 to yeah. 120. And, and then from 120 to 180, it's 37. And then from 180 above, it's 45. Now, if we've confused the shit out of you, yeah. what we'll do is we'll get um, a post up on social media yes. showing the differences Correct. between yeah. what it was going to be and yeah. what they've just announced. And what they've just announced. So essentially what this is going to do is if you're earning between 45 and 120, you could potentially save um, you know, 1000 bucks or more um, well, in the, your tax. So there's actually a calculator. I, I like to look at the ABC News winners and losers. Yeah, they do have and a good little calculator. If you scroll to the bottom, you can put in your annual income well, and then I'll tell you. Let's just put in like a 90000 or something. Well, I just put oh, in 100 because it's nice and round. You're going to save $1,500 this year in tax. Yeah. And then actually you'll save less next year yeah, because they're going to get rid of the middle income tax offset potentially. Yeah. And then the year after, $2,125 less in tax. Because they're going to... Well, it's not the year after. It's 2025 uh, financial year because yeah. they're going to extend it all the way through to 200000 Yeah, I wonder how you save more in 2025. Maybe they'll even lower that middle um, income tax rate. So, it won't be 32.5. It might be 30. Yeah, potentially. Mm. We'll see what happens there, but that's still a years away. So yeah, it is. For this year, basically, they've just flattened the tax brackets um, and that just means that there's a bigger brackets. Yeah. So if you're earning anywhere between 37 mm. and 120, you've saved tax essentially. Well, if you're earning 45, you still save 1,080. Which I think is the middle income tax offset amount mm. potentially. I don't know. Anyway, that's so that's interesting. So the other thing that we mentioned that... Um, they have also increased um, the middle income tax offset. So the low income tax offset uh, is brought forward two years to, to now. Uh, it'll increase from 445 to $700. So individuals who have taxable income below uh, 37000 uh, will be entitled to a full non-refundable tax offset, which is the lower income tax offset, which they've, they've increased. Mm -hmm. um, and that gets tapered off up to 45000 and then up to 66000 it disappears. Okay. Um, but if you're earning between forty eight and 90000 you get the full middle income tax offset, which is $1,080, which is that amount there. Beautiful. Yep. So, yeah, that has been extended. So, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, so, a, a broad comment from me about the budget is there are some big measures like this. Mm. Uh, there's obviously the JobKeeper, which is really the main spending item, I think, from, from the budget. Mm -hmm. But then there are a lot of very specific little items. Yeah, there is. And it just seems to be they've, they've just targeted these weird little things. Mm. Um, yeah. For instance, CGT exemption for granny, uh, granny flat arrangements that have a formal written agreement if you rent them to a disabled or elderly person. That's super interesting. So there's a lot of people these days who build little granny flats at the back and mm. they rent it out for some extra income. It's yep. a smart little investment that people Great can do investment. sometimes. Mm. Um, like in our area, you don't have to get a DA to build a granny flat. Correct. Yeah. Mm. So as long as I think it's like 60 square meters or something like that, mm. um, people earn some extra income. But the portion of your property that is that granny flat then becomes accessible for capital gains tax. Mm. Yes. So when you sell that property, you no longer get the full main residence exemption. Mm. Um, you only get that exemption for the portion of the property that is yours yep. and not the rental property. Yeah. Um, they're saying that we're going to allow an exemption 
mm. on capital gains tax if you've rented it to elderly or disabled people. Very cool. So that's interesting. So that's like an that. example of a very specific ruling. <laughs> yeah, obviously, and I guess that's trying to make affordable housing for elderly. Yeah, I think, I think they're trying to address the problems around the um, elderly care. Mm. Because there is, there is things in there for the elderly. So I think they're one of the winners because there's like about 20,000 new places. I'll just open this up. Uh, older Australians will also benefit from a $1.6 billion spend over the next four years to introduce 23,000 additional home care packages. Yeah, nice. Giving people the option to keep living at home. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Or in a granny flat. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that this is giving incentive for families to build a granny flat with a written agreement with an elderly member yeah, of the family. Technically, that would be yeah. if if they were paying the family, if they were paying rent, it yeah. would be um, yeah. taxable income. Correct. Mm. Um, I would argue that probably most people renting a granny flat to an elderly family member would not be declaring that as income. Uh, <laughs> doubt it. Highly so doubt. I don't know how but many. Maybe they should. That they should have. They could be actually making a loss. Yeah. On that rent. They they should have. The rules said they should have. But I would think that a lot of people probably would not be telling anyone that they're doing that. They're getting themselves into strife, really, because they're building a granny flat, mm. renting it out. They could be making losses mm-hmm. if they're depreciating the granny flat build yeah. and interest on the loan. It could be negative gearing it. It could be negatively geared. They could be saving tax, mm-hmm. but then they're more likely to be found out when they sell. Yeah. Because it's much easier to figure out who's built granny flats. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, they're going to have to pay capital gains tax. So, declare your income like we always say mm. and it uh, doesn't matter about CGT now anyway. It uh, So, let's move on to the business incentives, Tim. Mm. Um, as we mentioned before, there's been some changes here and as we predicted to the instant asset write-off. Now, it's a little confusing in my mind. Same. Because, uh, yeah. So, I, th- what they've announced is that from yesterday, uh, any business that purchases an eligible asset mm. and their turnover is less than $5 billion can immediately deduct the full cost at no restriction mm. of that asset. Yes. Now, what they've also said is that they're extending the instant asset write-off for companies. Of 150000 Yeah, up to the cost of 150000 mm. to June 2021. But this mm. full eligible write-off includes all of those income levels that would fall into that and any assets above that and below that yeah. and it's still June 2022. So, <laughs> what is the detail here? I don't know. I think the eligible assets is the thing that is interesting. I don't know if it's restricted to, yeah. as you were thinking, something new yeah. or if it's a certain type of equipment or what it is. So, there's two immediate write-offs. Yeah. One of them is unlimited. Mm-hmm. The other is capped at 150. Correct. So it probably doesn't affect too many people. Like, it's rare for people to be spending more than 150 yeah, the, on an the, the distinction anyway. here is not you know it won't matter for a lot of small businesses out there no yeah. but for medium mm. to larger size businesses they can now immediately write off mm. um, assets and they probably are the ones that are more likely to purchase equipment and machinery yeah like think about mining companies yeah if, if they're, they're buying a field day yeah if they're buying a big piece of plant and equipment that they used yeah. to mine for half a million dollars they can immediately write that off as a deduction yeah it probably took them like 10 to 15 years to write that off in the past yeah. they can just claim that now in year one saving a lot of tax correct um so yeah i think i think it's a good one because what the government's saying is that will obviously create work for small business yeah which is true yeah and i think they're also saying that um yeah they can buy these big plant equipment 
and get it like in the first year get a tax deduction mm. and therefore being able to hire more people yeah. to do these big projects so yeah, yeah. and another interesting one is the used equipment that they had mm. the smaller businesses can purchase that and claim a, a, yeah. a write off for it yeah. because if you're less than 50 mil you can claim an unlimited mm. immediate write off on second hand goods interesting i think so maybe there's a bit of a like a transition yeah. effect happening there. They may get like cheaper used mm. equipment. I think I think what we'll do is there's going to be some more detail and examples mm. and clarification given about this over the next the key few word weeks. is eligible yeah. assets. When we know, we'll do an entire episode on the different categories mm. and when you can use them. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. So the other big announcement around businesses um, is the temporary loss carry back rules for corporate tax entities. Yeah, the so, carry back. Mm. So if you're a company uh, and you have turnover up to $5 billion, mm. which is a lot. Yeah. So it's 99% of businesses fall yeah. into that yeah. category. Yeah. You will be able to offset current year losses against prior year taxable income. Yeah. So what that means, um, and, and it's restricted in the years that you can do this. It but is, yeah. Let's say in, in an example that works, in 2019, you made a $100,000 taxable profit. So you might have paid $30,000 in tax. Yeah, keeping it simple, not taking into consideration your base rate and all that. Yeah. It's, it's 30%. Let's so say 30%. You paid $30,000 in tax that year because mm-hmm. you made that. In 2020, COVID hit. Your yep. business struggled. You made a $50,000 loss mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. Now, in the past, what would happen is you can carry forward that loss to offset against future profits. So, it could save you tax in the future. Yeah. So, that means next year, if you made that $100,000, mm. uh, you could say, all right, well, last year I made a $50,000 loss. I'm going to apply that loss against this year's profit. And therefore, I've made $50,000 profit instead of $100,000. So, you only pay fifteen grand of tax. Correct. thirty. Um, what they're allowing you to do now is say, okay, well, because last year I made a profit, I'm actually going to take my 50 grand loss from this year, apply it against last year, and get a tax refund, and get a tax refund for 15 grand of the 30 that I paid. Yeah, so they're essentially saying, well, pay the tax in year one, but we will let you get a refund if next year you make a big loss because Correct. your income's gone like skyrocket and then crash. Yeah, and essentially what they're doing here is they're bringing forward your ability to use those losses mm. to get access to cash now instead of later. So, the Support net it. change, is assuming you're making equal profits mm. going forward yeah. to what you did in the past, doesn't matter. No, for the yeah. government's perspective, yeah. you could either claim it next year or last year. You know, Either way is fine. Um, but but for, for you, mm. you're getting 15 grand right now that you wouldn't have got before. For a lot of businesses, and this, this applies to the 2020 year too, Dan. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. So, if you paid tax in 2019... Mm-hmm. And you made a loss in 2020, which a lot could have because of COVID. Yep. Then they could actually get a refund from their 2020 tax return. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing because we were bemoaning this this morning. That means anyone's work we've already finished and done, there could be people in there who should have got a refund. Yeah. That be- didn't. Because it applies for this tax year. <laughs> which is... Uh, all the work we've done in the past three, four months um, now needs to be reassessed. Potentially. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, never fear. If, that, if you're in that boat, you can always amend. Correct. I'm sure you could take advantage of that rule. Yep. Um, you could amend next year when you do next year's work even. We've yeah. said that. We'll, we'll review everyone's work mm. when we do next year. But 
It is a good one. I like it. Yep. So essentially, this this applies to the 2020 tax year, the 2021, or the 2022 tax year, mm. um, and applies to profits made in or after the 2019 tax year. So you can apply current year losses against 2019, 2020, 21, or 22, depending on the years that you are talking about. Nice. Yep. So that's an interesting one. Um, the next part of um, the budget, which was interesting for me, was the hiring credit, they're calling it, for yeah. employees creating new jobs. So this is the one we were talking about this yesterday. Mm. We knew there was going to be apprenticeships, traineeships, incentives. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is a wage subsidy for hiring people between 20 and 29. Uh, Tim, it's a hiring credit. <laughs> it's not a wage subsidy. <laughs> it was... Uh, so, what is it? Potato, potato. <laughs> or as my friend Damo likes to say, spaghetti, spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti. Um, yeah, essentially, it's an incentive for businesses to hire people who were previously unemployed. Mm. Um, but it's only within specific age ranges. And they've targeted it because young people were affected more yeah. by the job losses than older people, this apparently. Is only for the next 12 months, though. Yeah, so... Essentially, what it is, is it's capped at $10,400 for each additional new position created. Mm. Um, eligible employers will, be, will receive $200 per week if they hire an eligible employee aged 16 to 29 or $100 a week if they hire an eligible employee aged 30 to 35. There are additional criteria, including demonstrating that they were... Um, in, you have to prove that you're increasing the total headcount and the payroll yeah. of your business, you not just fire everyone and, fire everyone and rehire them. them. Um, <laughs> other eligible criteria include being registered for PYG withholding, reporting through single-touch payroll. Employee must work at least 20 hours per week, averaged over a quarter. Yep. And have received the job seeker payment, youth allowance, or parenting payment for at least one month out of the three months before they were hired. So, that's a key one. Interesting. Did you... Yep. That is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big point. I was like, yeah. did I make a mistake there? No, no, no. That's right. <laughs> so, it'll be... So, yeah. So, it'll be available from the 7th October. So, that's today um, yeah. until one year from now. And it will be claimed quarterly in arrears starting 1st of yeah, February. Yeah. So, I wonder how they'll administer that. It'll be, it'll be quite interesting. I'm sure it'll be something to do in the ATO portal. Yeah. But um, I'm in favor of it. And I believe they probably will need this for more than 12 months. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so as we, the only so, thing that annoys me, Dan, mm. is this is making sure people go on. So if someone's not on JobSeeker or not able to get on JobSeeker, or they're just like, I can support myself. I'm not going to bother with that settling crap. It means that the employer is not eligible for the subsidy. They can't. They're not going to yeah. hire that person potentially. Yeah. Because so what if um, which is shit. What if someone gets fired today and in two weeks' time they get a job with someone? Who's increasing their headcount? Not eligible. Not eligible. <laughs> so it's annoying. It is it's annoying. annoying. It's probably more. But it's probably more targeting like retail hospitality work. To be honest, it's probably targeting those types of industries because two hundred dollars of a a full time um, employee is not a lot in no. some industries. But a, in other a, industries, that's a lot. But a casual lot. retail... Casual retail, that could be half. more than 20. That's, yeah, it could, could be a be third a to a half of their mm. weekly wage if, if they're working 20 hours. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. So, as we expected as well, they've increased... Oh, sorry, they've expanded the apprenticeship wage subsidy. Um, so, it was announced um, prior to now, but essentially what they've done... Um, 50% wage subsidy up to uh, $7,000 per quarter, which we knew 
um, the new measure will run from the 5th of October to the 30th of September. So, essentially, they've just expanded it another year. So, note on this, you probably came off that when you went on to JobKeeper, mm. if you went on to JobKeeper. So, you might have got, between January and March, apprenticeship subsidy of 50%. Yep. Then you might have gone on to JobKeeper, which means you weren't meant to be receiving any apprenticeship subsidy mm-hmm. uh, because you're getting 100 almost, or in some cases, 100% Correct. of the apprentice's wage paid for. Yep. Um, now, if you're not eligible for JobKeeper from October to mm-hmm. December and then January to March... Um, then potentially you should jump back on the apprenticeship wage subsidy. Yep. So that's something that some people might forget or... or There'll be a lot of businesses that are no longer eligible for JobKeeper that are now then eligible for this. Yes. So, So, yeah, that is an important one. It's good that they've extended it. Mm. Jump back on it. It's a really good one. Yep. Yeah. Um, There's been some changes to the R&D incentive, which won't apply to most of you listening, but, um, yeah, just basically they've they've, um, extended... Uh, the rate of re- refund available um, mm. for small businesses uh, and a few other changes to the big ones. Um, I'm going to skip over some of these very well, specific The Victorian ones. one's interesting. Mm. So, Victorian COVID-19 business support grants made non-accessible, non-exempt income, which is a great idea mm-hmm. for businesses in Victoria. Like, why yep. should they pay tax on um, grant income, which, yep. which is keeping them going at the moment in a really difficult time? Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one to note for other people. They may not have realized that New South Wales or other state grants they received are taxable income. Yep. Including JobKeeper. JobKeeper is taxable income as well. So, um, they've said here they can extend it out to other states on an application basis. It's interesting. Like hopefully (laughs) it's not required because that Mm. would mean there's more lockdowns if there's more grants happening. But, uh... But yeah, yeah. If, if if any of us go into stage four lockdowns, then then potentially that will be extended. There will be grants, mm. and then potentially whatever state that is in mm. might not be taxable income. Interesting. Great time for accountants having to figure out <laughs> which one's taxable, which one's not. When there's about ten different types. Uh, uh, good times. Uh, so a few other quick little things. Um, yeah, here, here are very specific ones like this FBT exemptions for retraining staff that's not related to their current job, um, which yeah. is... That's silly. so niche. Yeah, it's <laughs> so niche. Um, a waiver of import duties for certain medical and hygiene products has been extended. That's interesting. I like the one where they've um, reduced the FBT record-keeping requirements, but um, they don't say what they're reducing. They're just saying they've given the powers to the commissioner to reduce to it. do it. So <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, there's been a few things announced around super, which was interesting. One was um, that you'll be able to get existing super fund information from the ATO when you hire a new employee, rather than requesting it from them. Yeah. Um, which has been a pain because if if you know some casual worker didn't pay attention to the super, had no idea what it was, you have to set a new one up for them. Yeah. And they can end up with three or four different super funds, um, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what, what they're doing now is um, essentially it's going to be a way for an employer to get that information from the ATO, which is great. Uh, th- they're adding some new tools around comparing super funds, um, 
which is handy as well. So you can choose one that works for you. It's probably decades too late. Decades like, too late. <laughs> Why didn't they have that? Should have had that when it started. So, but yeah, that's, that's fine. good. I'm glad they're doing it now. They're also here's an interesting one that's probably decades too late. Holding funds to account for underperformance. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. So, so this is interesting, Dan, because it's giving funds incentive mm. to potentially strip out otherwise high administrative costs. Mm. So if they're performing at say 10%, yeah. um, they might go, well, we've done a good job this year. We'll give ourselves a bonus. Just means our investors or our members will receive 7% yeah. instead of a 10% return. Well, that's fine because there's no comparison. So they're yep. not being held honest. Yep. And potentially they're not going to be shut off from receiving new members. Yep. So that's going to put a stop to that. They're yeah. under the microscope. So, And further to that point, uh, from July 2021, so this is still a year from now, superannuation <laughs> trustees will be required to comply with a new duty to act in the best financial interest of its members. Mm. What was their duty before that? <laughs> it's scary. It, 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 well, it's really scary. How is that or not already a duty? It's, it's like the That's biggest... That's the purpose of a super fund. It's like the biggest pot of funds oh. in Australia and... And it's taken them decades yeah. to actually put some like good rules yeah. around the space. Well, the interesting thing is a product that has underperformed over two consecutive annual tests will be prohibited from receiving any new members until that shows that they're no longer underperforming. I like it. So, if you're a super fund that, as you said, mm. um, gave big bonuses to, or whatever and mm. they're underperforming compared to the other ones yeah. um, and they do that for two years, they actually lose all new revenue. Yeah. They can't take new members. No. That's not going to look great to existing members either. No, well, they have to tell them too, apparently. So, that, so that's <laughs> that is very interesting. I think it's yeah. overdue. I think they're great measures. Um, yep. I'm in favor of those things. Me too. Uh, so then there has been a few things as well, um, some additional support payments for various social security things like youth allowance and the independence, yeah, the independence test has been changed in the way that you prove your independence to get different payments and things. Mm. So th that's all very interesting. And if you need that, then all that information is on their website. Mm. Um, but looking at the winners and losers, Tim, yeah, there's a few losers. other things here that, that obviously the CPA don't go into so much. One that is obviously uh -huh. big in my household is because Kat is yes. uh, a psychologist. Is they, they have extended the telehealth mm -hmm. uh, for mental health services till March 2021. And I'd imagine that they're going to extend it even further. Mm. Um, but the bigger announcement is that they uh, have extended the number of services that are subsidized by the government. So if you go to your GP and you say, I need to go see a psychologist, you get a 10-pack, essentially. Mm. So what, what that is, is the government pays up to a certain amount and you just pay the gap to the psychologist, yep. um, which is, yeah, essentially you're getting it more than half price. Yep. Um, they're extending that from 10 to 20 services. Mm. So that's double the amount. Cool. Which is great, I think. I like it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a couple more winners, Dan. Mm -hmm. There's uh, construction. Yep. So the home builder scheme. Yep. Uh, which gives cash grants for people to renovate or build new homes. Yep. Um, and then there's going to be infrastructure projects as well. We've already said we don't really think the home builder is, Very is amazing. Mm. Um, but apparently there's going to be some extra support for first home buyers to encourage them to buy new houses. They're adding an extra 10,000 people. Um, but okay. even that is quite restricted. Yeah. Um, so like, I think your house needs to be under $650,000. And if you live on the central coast, there's like three suburbs. 
that aren't that's difficult that have that yeah <laughs> unless you want to live in a shack that needs yeah, to be knocked down exactly yeah. um, with holes in the wall yeah so that's that's interesting uh, uh, manufacturing Tim is, yes. is, is another big winner so yeah. they're putting 1.3 billion dollars towards boosting the manufacturing uh, sector and securing supply lines and they're focusing on six key areas mm. defense industries yep uh, space industries cool medicine medical products food and beverages resource technologies and recycling and clean energy what is resource technologies um would that be like mining and stuff mm, could be yeah so I think what the, there's a lot of talk when COVID happened and all our borders shut down that we need to have sovereign capacity, mm. yep. which is all about making sure that if we need to, we can manufacture the basic needs yep. that, that we need to have. Yeah. So all of those fall into those categories. I like we it. need to be able to make our own army boats. Yeah. We need to be able to uh, make our own medicine. It's ridiculous. Like in we need years to be able to make our own food. We've, we've spent billions <laughs> yeah. buying like submarines yeah. from other countries yeah so we're we're building them now in adelaide um mm. but yeah so they're putting more uh, we need to if we want good solid internet we need to invest in space technologies yeah. to have proper satellites yeah. we need to um know how to package our own food we True. need to have clean and renewable energy so all these things make sense to me yep, yep. Uh, i like it dan yep. uh, regional australia is a winner yep so, there's going to be $2 billion in funding mm -hmm. over 10 years to improve water infrastructure, which I think is a really good idea. Yep. Really good idea. That is a good idea. So, um, so that's great. Um, I'm keen on that one. I like um, that one of the winners are vaccines. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, the government's putting billions towards COVID-19 vaccines, both here and abroad, including $1.7 towards the University of Oxford and the University of Queensland vaccines. Mm and chipping in $32 million into a medical research future fund um, to look into new antiviral therapies to support clinical trials mm. and another $10 million to the CSIRO. Uh, so let's go through some losers. The economy. <laughs> the economy. <laughs> like the rest of the world, Australia's economy has taken its biggest hit since the end of World War II. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but that's, not, that's nothing that no came out of there. their budget. Mm. Apparently women are a loser. So there is a 200 and... Excuse me, Tim. <laughs> Women are losers. <laughs> no, it, when it comes to the budget, Dan. Yeah. So uh, there is $240 million of funding measures for the next four years to focus on increasing jobs for women in male-dominated industries like construction. But um, yeah, apparently there's not, according to the ABC, enough mm. right now that's going to help women look for work. So, mm, So that is an interesting one. So childcare, that would also, I would say. If well, I think they're saying childcare is a loser, but really, I don't think they changed it. No, yeah, because yeah. Well, they've come off. They're not allowed to be on JobKeeper, basically. Yeah, right. Interesting. Um, so just quickly as well, because we're trying to make sure that we're being fair to the CPA lately. He, here is, and we did a whole episode on the um, CPA's announcements about what their submission to the ATO or to the government was around the budget. Mm. Uh, they did a media release yesterday with their response um, saying a few things that they were happy and unhappy about. Um, so they were supportive of a lot of the things they did. A few of the things they were upset about. Um, it's disappointing that the budget did not include support for Australians to rebuild their superannuation savings after so many access to super accounts. So true. 
Yeah, very there's, true. There's no incentive to put more money into your super because mm. a, a lot of this budget is focused on how do we improve right now. Yeah. But there's not much future focus in my mind. There's... That, and and that's that's so true. And mm. when you say future focus, that really brings up. And and when we we're talking about assistance to women mm. to work in male-dominated industries, mm. they're overlooking, um, I guess, people who need more help. Mm. And that, as we've discussed before on the podcast, if you help marginal um, communities of a society, mm. everyone benefits from that. Yep. Um, so the environment. What are they doing about the environment? Yeah, so the the, the CPA said, um, you know, the economic uh, economic recovery cannot be decoupled from environmental sustainability. Um, There's it needs in to there. be a core uh, principle. It says, unfortunately, the big picture environmental considerations have been overlooked in the budget, and the CPA Australia believes there is a missed opportunity embedded in a long term climate change strategy to ensure Australia's contribution to meeting its goals. Well, we we spoke about this a few weeks ago, Dan, mm. and we said, how good would it be mm. for them to give incentive? And I know they have given incentives for recycling yeah. uh, and waste uh, yeah. as, as one of their manufacturing industries. Yeah, one of their manufacturing industries was uh, recycling and clean energy. So that is good yeah that, that's awesome that's yeah. awesome but i feel like you know here is a chance for australia to develop industries which are going to be around for the next like century so so the the coal power plant was the industrial revolution <laughs> yeah. you know that 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 brought about well, massive did that change happen after world war ii no well revolution? before well, well before oh yeah, in a history lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I did do modern history. Yeah, but so, well. so this is, you know, turn of the century kind of stuff. Because mm. I was going to say... But well, we're in a new century now, so why don't we develop the technologies for the next 100 years? That's right, exactly. I mean, And maybe some of this is for that. We just don't know all the details. Maybe. I mean, I just wish there was a more, mm. more of a plan around that. I guess we knew this government wouldn't have much of an environmental plan. Yeah. Um, it's, the CPA also said that... Um, they were vocal in seeking funding for businesses to access professional advice um, because mm. the risks of business failure and stagnation are likely to be higher for businesses unable to pay for professional advice. Yeah. And that the disappointed the government did not include any initiative in this area. I think that would have been so smart. One of the things that we hoped was going to happen as mm. well, apart from this, because we did hope that was going to happen, was that something around the accountant's exemption yeah. with helping people make decisions about their super yeah, and investment yeah. and things would happen. Now, Instead of that, they went down the route of let's have a platform comparing super funds and yeah. keeping, and that's yeah, good as well. So that is good. That I can kind of see that maybe that is their solution to that's that true. problem. That's true. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, that, that is interesting. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we kind of really need to, to go through about the CPA submission, but just yeah, a bit of a recap. It will be interesting to hear what Labor... Um, I guess comes back with they always have a response mm. to the budget. Is that like in a week? The opposition, no, it's in a couple of nights. Yeah, I think the opposition have a response in a couple of days or something. So like we'll that. see what the opposition's response is, but I don't I doubt many of their response um, items will be taken into account, unfortunately. No, so. it'll be it'll be, you know, uh, a tear and a water for Tim. <laughs> really will be a drop in the ocean yeah. of what actually happens. So yeah, overall Dan, feeling on the budget? Underwhelmed? Underwhelmed. I feel like this is kind of like we, we, in our preview or in our predictions, we said like, it's Christmas Eve. Mm. We're about to unbox all, all the gifts yeah. from the government in this budget. Yeah. But most of the things, most of the gifts were actually leaked or announced before I, I the think, budget. And so. I think that's why I'm under... I think 
there was nothing exciting. Yeah, obviously, JobKeeper was something we knew. Bringing forward the tax rates was something we knew. These are pretty massive measures mm. that we already knew. And I, 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 I don't know what I was hoping for. I think I was hoping for some type of complete mm. overhaul of the entire system somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that didn't happen. Yeah, now is the time to make change and they haven't mm. really made any change. So, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. hey, in terms of uh, stimulating the economy, I'm sure it will go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very happy with a lot of the things that were done. Me too. All right. And personally, I'm happy with the tax cuts. Yeah, absolutely. Great. That's the end of our main topic today. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing? I do. I haven't... Um, I didn't watch the full show but um there was a show jade was watching which i i caught the end of oh yes and uh you probably will know it dan it's been smashed a bit on netflix at the moment it's called the social dilemma mm. have you seen this one i haven't watched it have you seen the but preview i, I have anything? heard about it yeah yes. so someone was talking about it to me the other day so it's on netflix and essentially it is a bunch of people who are involved in creating um a lot of the features in social media, mm. like Facebook, the guy who created or was part of the group that created the like button mm. on Facebook. Um, and what they're doing is, I guess, talking about their fears around social media um, as a business, mm. as a business model and what it's doing to our community. Mm. So, um, it's really bad for the mental health of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very addictive but worst of all, and we've talked about data in the past, but worst of all, they're collecting so much data mm. on us. Yeah, they're data businesses. That's what they really are. But they're selling it, Dan. Yeah. They're selling it. Like, this would be like zero. That is their business. Turn, yeah, it yeah. is. This would be like zero collecting financial data and selling it to the government yeah. to help them make yeah. an economic package. Yeah. What what zero does is provide it for free, anonymized. But yeah, yeah, anonymized. Yeah. yeah. But, but they're not even anonymizing it. It's yeah. just like... That's can, why it's free for us to use Facebook. You and can Instagram. target that guy yeah. who likes these types of pages. Yeah. And Dan's a nerd, so yeah, exactly. like target science Send him books nerd to stuff. Because he's a nerd. Is that why I get so many like puzzle ads yes. and like space ads it is and things Dan. pop up? It is. Bloody algorithm. <laughs> yeah. So um it was really good because I mean they, they don't say like that we should stop social media altogether, like there's mm. good aspects, but there's very bad aspects when it comes to like governments could use this. Mm. Like as an example, they didn't say this, but this, this is me talking. Mm. Like what could Hitler have done if Facebook was around? Because he could spread his message mm. over and above everyone else's. I was listening to a um, really interesting podcast about social media, especially um, with this kind of rise of political movements mm. on, on, on social media. And they were talking about how in a few countries who didn't really have the internet mm. before now, yeah. they're, they're, in, they're new to the internet. So, yeah. their whole population may have been living in poverty and, sure. and um, maybe oppressed by certain governments or whatever. Um, and they, they suddenly get the internet, you know, yeah. that they skip all the technologies, they suddenly have a 5G network mm. and they have a phone. And the f- first app that comes with the phone is, is Facebook. Yeah. So they yeah. log on to Facebook and as far as they're aware, Facebook is the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what this was saying, that a lot of people use the word Facebook synonymously with the internet wow. in some of these places. Shit. And so they whatever they read on there, they don't understand 
it's like they don't have fake news. Yeah, they don't grasp the concept that the posts on there, which come from weird blogs and websites, mm. aren't real news. So they don't get that Batuta Advocate is is false. They wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, and and you know, there's smart people here, so I'm no. sure they realise this over time. But but exactly. the general population, when they're first starting to use these things, just don't get it. No, it's true. They yeah. said false news travels six times faster yeah. than than real news, fake news. And you just see headlines, you just keep scrolling yeah. and you don't, you know. Well, I mean, just look at the American presidential election. Like mm. there's been a investigation, which is now also a show on Stan mm. called The Comey Report, which yep. I'm pretty keen to watch, that is about um, how things that happened on Facebook and social media um, could have tilted the election. Mm. In Trump's favor. Well, this is how, with the whole investigation about the Russian interference into the last yeah. US election, um, it was all about how Russian bots were using Facebook and social yeah. media to just like throw memes out, throw... Yeah, um, like fake news. Fake basically. news and articles and they'd spread and share and that's how they infiltrated it. was a completely it. legal way yeah. to influence... Mm-hmm people because yeah. that's what social media does it influences people and the algorithms that are in there can be manipulated yeah. to specifically target or specifically yeah. um you know know that a certain type of article yeah. will get the most so views. it'll keep showing you more of what it thinks yeah. you are interested in so if it thinks you are anti-climate change yeah it will show you more and more anti-climate change news articles yeah. that support that thesis yeah so it's like it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. So, I guess what they're, what they're trying to say is um, the business model is broken mm. because they're listed. And this is the thing. We may have gone too far now with them. That They're huge, huge companies. People have invested in these companies now. Billions. They're worth so much. Mm. And so, to actually slow that down, they're going to have to take some of the profits away from those businesses. And mm. this is why it may be very difficult mm. to change that. Because they're, they're just... If we slow down their collection of data... Mm then or slow down their ability to give it to businesses to their market mm. to people that want more and more of that idea mm. then they're going to make less profits which means their share value will crumble which means people will lose money yeah it's and this is why it won't change so what some people and maybe we should what we should do dan mm. we should take this other thing mm. topic and sometimes just do a whole episode i agree thing. i, reckon that'd be I cool. think we could talk for a long time we could about definitely this. Talk. yeah just to you finish. and i could solve this <laughs> just to finish <laughs> this off they reckon they should tax their data that's so interesting companies that hold data in the, the amount of data that they're collecting they should tax pollution it. or something like exactly yeah uh, externalities exactly exactly interesting so they think they should tax data and i I think that's pretty brilliant. Well, not only... <laughs> It'd be a very difficult one to do, but and just targeted another at those option social could media be, companies. What if a social media company provided, all right, we won't use your data, but it's a subscription. Mm. So you pay True. 10 bucks a month for Facebook. I like that. And we don't use your data. Or you use yep. the free version of Facebook yep. and we do use your data. Yeah, or you should be able to toggle on and off algorithms. So, you should just be able to go, I just want to see the raw. Yeah. I want to see the raw Facebook. Yeah. Don't give me shit that's I would, suggested. I, would, I want that. And like, so here's the other thing. Like that's YouTube, what I, want. I don't know if you watch YouTube. We've got a friend, Michael Man on the Street. Yeah. watches a lot of YouTube. Loves YouTube. So, recommended videos. Like, that's one of the worst things. Yeah. Because you just set YouTube, you let it just feed you videos based on what they think And the you idea is, yeah, they give you more of what you want, which is giving you more value. But at the same time, I also just like yeah. to see random things. And, yeah. Or like... Um, but if you have a certain belief, like if, you're, if you believe in flat earth. Yeah. Which and is, they know you believe in that. Which is why some people get so 
entrenched in their thought is because they go, how, how do people not believe this? Because exactly. it's, it's everywhere that this is the fact. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's like, no, it's all over your Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're looking at different internets. It's different for me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everything we look at, Google, um, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. It, it is funny if I go to, sometimes I like to, to mess with Facebook a little bit. Like I'll, I'll click on like a fishing video and I, yeah. I hate fishing. <laughs> Just to like throw it off the scent. So, and all of a sudden the next day I get like a bunch of fishing videos yeah. pop up or like companies that I don't like, Dan. Yeah. I go and look at them on Facebook. Yeah. So that their ads that they post get wasted will pop on up. Me. <laughs> so it annoys, it's just annoying because it pops up in my feed. But every time yeah. I see it, I'm like, haha, you just paid a dollar well, for this. I never really go on Facebook to scroll through anymore. Um, Instagram, I still, I still do because I follow, you know, the NBA yeah. or I follow yeah. whatever. I like to watch little videos. For, it's, it's, I like Instagram a bit more, but even yeah. so. I think the number one thing you can do is just switch off notifications. I did it yeah. recently and it's just, it's so nice. So, Facebook, I have notifications switched off. I have for like a year. Does it come up with the red icon though? Have you switched uh, off all notifications or did you just make it so that it doesn't pop up on your home screen? Because I- No, no I, notifications yeah, at all. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, I had turned off um, the pop-up, mm. but not the red dot. Uh, and I noticed the red dot- was actually still drawing yeah. me in. So, so I get notifications from the messenger because that's just like messenger. Yeah, I turn that off too. Yeah, right. Because I'm just like... It's my I'll, main source of contact with some people. I know, but I'm like, yeah. I'll check that when I'm ready. I'm not going to yeah. forget to check messenger. I mute certain conversations. I do that as well. Yeah. I do that as well. But it still popped up with like a red mm, icon. It, it does. Which actually I was finally stressing me out. So Although Instagram... I haven't I haven't muted that. Maybe I should mute that one. Actually. It's good. It is amazing yeah. when you do it. I've I've gone through phases in my life where I've deleted Facebook yeah, several yeah. times. Which is like so turning off notifications is like deleting it. Yeah. Because you only access it when you want to. Yeah. Delete it if you feel like if if you can't control your own urge. Mm. But I don't have the urge, so turning off notifications mm. stops me from seeing a red dot. It is and go, Ooh, stops you going notifications to it. when all it says is you might want to look at this person's post. It's yeah. Like, Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> That's not a notification. This person posted for the first time in a while. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> I don't want to yeah. care. It's some random I don't care what Tim does. Some <laughs> random friend you met once's yeah. birthday. <laughs> Why don't you say hello? Um, all right, let's move on. Cool. My other thing, yeah, go on, Dan. Is a book that I read called Humble Pie. Yes, pie spelled P I. This is how you came up with your Dan's Dollar Saver. This is where the Dan's Dollar Saver came from. Uh, it's called A Comedy of Math Errors. It's written by Matt Parker, cool, who's an Australian guy that lives in uh, in the UK. I think he's like right. a, a maths. Um, is his name Math Parker? Matt. Pa- yeah, Math Parker. Yeah, Math Parker. Yeah, I do. I like that. Anyway, now yes. you got the right one. That was a one in eight chance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's a really cool book just about like common math mistakes. Like he goes through different broad topics like statistics and probability and the way people often misconceive things and and examples in real life, how a simple maths mistake led to a big error. Wow. Um, And some of the earlier ones are fairly common things just like bridges that were built with a slightly incorrect engineering assumption and the whole bridge collapses and and things like that where it's just like a very simple math mistake like one of them was um a bridge in london uh the millennium bridge yeah um which is goes over the water there and it's like the i think i think that scene on harry potter where they're like the Mm -hmm. dementors go around i think that's the millennium bridge anyway it was meant to this big bridge that it's a walkway and when it was first opened um it was discovered that the um, the natural resonance of the bridge was almost exactly in tune with common steps that people take. 
Oh. So if enough people were on the bridge walking, it would just turn the into a washing start, machine. Yeah, the, the, the street, uh, the, it would start to vibrate up and down a little bit. <laughs> and if enough people were walking, that vibration would force people to walk in the same resonance, and then it would get even worse. Oh my god! To a, to a point where, if there was enough people on it, the whole thing would be flying up and down, what? and it would collapse, which has happened to real bridges. Wow! In, 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 so they closed it like two days after opening wow. it, and they had to dampen it and do all this stuff to it but um so that's an example fascinating and there's another bridge in london because he lives in the uk which is why he did a lot of london examples um i think it's actually the the london bridge and apparently there's a plaque on it okay that says that soldiers if you're marching across it you're not allowed to walk in step because its resonance is the same thing oh no so soldiers marching across the bridge can't keep step so once they get to the bridge they have to just walk normal just like (laughs) And then when you get to the off the bridge, you start walking in step again. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I like that. Anyway, this, it has a whole bunch of cool things like that and like uh, uh, common misconceptions around probability and statistics uh, and uh. Um, some really cool facts I got about it. And things. some things I already knew, but one cool fact, and yeah. I'll leave you with this cool fact. Okay. Yep. I've told this to a lot of people and most people will go, yeah, who cares? Um, so leap year, right? Mm-hmm. So you understand why we have leap years? Uh, yes, because there is like a quarter extra day per annum. So Correct, yes. Yeah. So the rotation of the sink. Earth isn't exactly 365 days around yeah. the sun. It's yeah. like 365 and a quarter roughly. Yes. So, a leap year brings it back in line yes. every four years. Yeah. However, it's not actually exactly a quarter. Right. So, after like 2,000 years, we'd be out of sync again. Oh, right, right. right. So, okay. something that I didn't know, and it's because we haven't... The, the one example in our lifetime, probably, Tim, that we'll be able to see this isn't an example of this. Okay, okay. Every year divisible by four is a leap year, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Except every year that's divisible by 100 and oh. not divisible by 400. What? So, the year 2000 divisible Was by 400. Leap year. Wow. But... 1900 and 2100, not leap years. Oh, there's a good goal. Make it to 2100. If we make it to 2100, Tim, it won't be a leap year. It won't be a leap year. And we can tell everyone. It's fun fact. Leap year. So, everyone who, like, if if we were born in 1890 instead of 1990, we'd be like, hey guys, it's not a leap year this year. And everyone would understand because the rotation isn't exactly roughly a quarter. That's awesome. That's a good fact. Cool fact, right? I like it. I told everyone this at a family dinner the other day, and they were like, (laughs) <laughs> who cares crickets let's see if I can get it again alright this is no like next one next, there you go <laughs> that was what I got I literally hit yeah. eight buttons <laughs> yeah anyway um, yeah because I, I, I knew some of that but I, I didn't know that every 100 years wasn't a leap year unless divisible by 400 there you go very so, what a fun fact. Anyway, great book. I highly recommend reading it. Listening to it was good as well because it's the author. And when he's reading out long numbers, he just kind of goes, ah, I'm not going to read all that. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think we should, Dan, we should do an other thing episode all right. regularly. I like that. I've enjoyed this chat. I've enjoyed this chat too. All right. We've gone long enough. If you add on our little chat about... <laughs> Um, a 10 minute preview, a ten minute preview. it's yeah. a, a, an hour and 10 minute 15 minute podcast so hey. thanks everybody for listening if you want to get in touch too drunk podcast um, on all the socials sorry too drunk accountants on all the socials too drunk podcast at gmail.com to send us an email and we'd love to hear from you alright well thank you everybody and we will calculate it